Welcome to Thursday Throwback, the day of the week we revisit some of the Joyful Courage podcasts from The Vault, shows that have gone out into the world and made a big impact on listeners. It's the day of the week where I get to share some of my favorite previous guests that you may have missed or forgotten about because it's been a minute. Keep in mind that you may hear some promotions and offers that are outdated during these shows. Let those mentions go and just enjoy the wisdom of these powerful world changers. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Episode 80. podcast listeners. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to a new show. I am really excited about my guest today, Rachel Macy Stafford. You may know her from, you know, her online community, the Hands-Free Revolution, or you may have listened to the last time she was on the podcast. She came on way, way back. It's been a while. She was episode 11 talking about her book, the hands-free life. Well, she is back again today because she has another new book called Only Love Today. And we're going to talk all about it on the show. And I am just so excited that you get to be a part of this conversation. Rachel is so wonderfully generous in her sharing around her own experience and the practices that have been put into place that she's put into place that have made a huge difference in her life and in the life of so many people who love and follow her. So yay, 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 yay. Enjoy the show. Let me know what you think. Stay tuned till the very end. I have a free coaching offer that I really am excited about. And um, I'll give you details about how to qualify for that after the interview. But for now, let's meet Rachel. Rachel Macy Stafford, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Hey, I'm so glad that you are here. Please remind the listeners about who you are and what you do. Um, so my name is Rachel Macy Stafford, and I am the founder of Hands Free Mama blog and the Hands Free Revolution on Facebook. And I am a New York Times bestselling author and a special education teacher. And I just love to help people let go of the distractions and the pressures and the discord that we feel in our culture to just really grasp the moments that matter. Yes, you do. That is exactly (laughs) who you are. I love that. All of that about you. I'm so happy to have you back on. You have such a beautiful way of connecting with parents and providing words to the experience of the parenting journey. And we were just talking before I hit record and I was telling you, I feel like when I read your words, Rachel, it, I feel like you speak directly to my soul. Like you really get in there through all of the baggage and really your words just really speak to my soul. And my experience of you is that you are an open and honest, vulnerable and courageous woman. And you really model that for your readers. And it's just an honor to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. That means very a lot to me. I just, cause I respect everything that you do and who you are. And, um, so to know that I touch your soul, just, oh, it just kind of makes me feel teary. <laughs> yeah, love you. Love fest. Oh, everyone, everyone yes. just take a moment. That's right. Hug. <laughs> well, we got to stick together, you know, it's, totally. It's, not an easy world. <laughs> it's not, it is not. And you have a new book out and that's why you're on the show today to talk about Only Love Day. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to share. So, well, like I said, so often when I read, I just get waves of emotion in my body when you, and I know that I'm not the only one that has this experience when I read your writing. Um, And it's as if in your sharing of your experience and your transparency around it, 
you see all of us, right? And it really speaks, I think, into this collective journey that we're all on as parents. Now, I love the very start of your book, right in the introduction. There's a great story that you tell um, around the inspiration for writing this book. Will you share with the listeners um, about your blood pressure story? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Um, So I have been struggling with a bit of a health issue for a couple of years now, unfortunately. But um, around the time that I was getting started to think about writing a daily inspiration book, which is different than the books that I've um, previously written, um, I had some high blood pressure issues. And my doctor said on the way, the doctor's like, on your way home from the um, office today, I want you to stop and get a blood pressure cuff and start taking it every day. So of course I was like, oh, you know, what a pain. And this is, this is the last thing I want to be doing. But I was also concerned because my family has a history of high blood pressure. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, of course, my daughter, Natalie, who's been reading medical textbooks since her grandma got them for her at this um, garage sale, she saw what I was doing and, you know, she wanted to help me because this is her thing. And so every day, Natalie would lean over me, you know, her hair would kind of brush me and she'd put the cuff on so gently. And it was very calming, (laughs) you know, and I was like, this is, this is strange. I'm having this calming sensation as my daughter's doing my blood pressure reading. And one day I kind of was like looking around and I was thinking, wow, you know, as I'm feeling the blood pulsing in my veins, so much became clear to me. Like I really shouldn't be fretting about, you know, that, uh, pair of pants that's sitting on the floor of my closet that was too tight to wear this morning. Like, does that really matter? Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, I'm going to have to face that person who really makes me feel uncomfortable when I go to the school today. You know, does that really matter? And it's like all these things that I was worried that I worry about, they, they really just fell away in that moment where Natalie was taking my blood pressure, I could feel the blood pulsing through my veins. I knew I wanted to live and, you know, be here and really live, not, not just exist. And so that I was thinking to myself, wow, gosh, these blood pressure readings are really helping me be clear on what's really important each day. And I thought, I wish there was some way I could let other people have this blood pressure reading that Natalie can do so well. And I thought, oh, you know what? This is a gift that God has given me to write things that do react in that same way, that do create this sense of calm and clarity. And that is why I thought of creating this book that is piece, little pieces, not like big chapters, not anything you have to read from cover to cover, but 30 to seconds to one minute, kind of like a blood pressure reading where you read and you breathe and you really get into focus about what really matters. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that that's what came, I mean, because I think, you know, you think blood pressure readings and your doctor telling you you have to do it and it's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, like it could be such an invitation for fear or negativity yeah. or scarcity around, I don't have time for this. And exactly. And, um, and I love the way that you just said, you know, as Natalie would put it on your arm, that you would feel her hair brush mm-hmm. up against mm-hmm. you. And I just mm-hmm. think that's a great reminder of how, like, there's so many little um, um, openings for us Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. ever more mindful and ever more present in the moment. And even if it's just the feel of our, our children's hair on our skin or the feel of their skin on our hand or, or whatever it may be. So thank you for that. So you talk, so it's like a daily, it's Mm -hmm. a daily opportunity to tap in. It is. I call it, I, my, my publisher and I kind of went back and forth with the subtitle. I shouldn't say kind of, we really did, but they wanted to call it a daily inspiration book, but I was really, 
I just really wanted to get the point across that this was not something you had to do daily Mm -hmm. because when I get a daily inspiration book, it stresses me out because I'm like, oh, I'm already behind or, you know, I'm supposed to read this this day. Oh, this date says January 24th and it's the 25th. And so I was like, I don't want to add any more pressure to people's lives. So I told my publisher, I was like, can we just take the word daily out of it? Um, And I know they were trying to get people to understand what type of book it was, Mm -hmm. but I said, this is more like a moment by moment. Like you literally can pick it up any time of day. You can pick it up 10 times a day and you can open it to any page. You do not have to read in order and it can be, you know, a little bit of a reset button um, just based on, what you're going through, what season of life that you're experiencing. And so we finally settled on reminders instead of daily inspiration. And I love reminders because I do think we know what to do. We know what matters, but we, we kind of lose our way and we get distracted or we feel pressure from the outside world. But we know it's in us. And I'm just helping people come back to what we know. Yeah. I love that. And those silly editors, right? Those silly editors, as if somebody's going to say, oh, look, I love Rachel Macy Stafford. Oh, but you know what? This is a daily reminder. You know, I mean, like, as if that's going to be the hook. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I love it. It's, it's, a, it's, there, it's a blessing and a curse because they help me in tremendous mm-hmm. ways. But then I have my mindset that it has to be a certain way. And then sometimes it causes friction. <laughs> and, and, and there is the human experience, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> so I've been getting groceries from Hungry Root for the last few months, and I am loving it. I use it to keep healthy snacks in the house, and I also order a few meal kits that are easy go-tos during the week. What I love is the variety that shows up in the box. Crunchy snacks, sweets, breakfast smoothies, whatever I've clicked as wanting comes to my door. My dietary wishes are different than my family's. The boys, Ben and Ian, they're always trying to build muscle and gain weight, I am not. Hungry Root gives so many options. It meets all of our needs. In our last box, we got cilantro lime chicken with jasmine rice, and it literally took me seven minutes to put together. Listen, after working all day and doing all the things for the fam, seven minutes to throw together dinner works for me. And the ingredients are good, like high quality good. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Save hours of planning, shopping, and cooking. Let Hungry Root deliver the food you love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Joyful Courage podcast listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash joy and get 40% off your first delivery and those free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash joy. Don't forget to use our link so that they know we sent you. This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every Meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili tamale bowls and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. 
Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. So your writing so often speaks into the internal experience of parenting, right? And and mm-hmm. something that I find is essential for parents to explore on the child raising journey. And it's mm-hmm. messy. It's messy. Oh, yes. And we get it wrong sometimes. And we have to choose in, right? We have to yes. choose into that work of, wow, what did I bring to that conflict? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. how can I show up differently? Mm-hmm. Um, we have to choose into love and acceptance and presence and connection. Mm-hmm. And one of your entries in Only Love Today paints a picture of those, what I, I like to call them choice points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love if you would share one of the passages from your book called sure. About Being Human mm-hmm. for the listeners. I would love to. Awesome. About Being Human. Today could be about the cleanliness of his room, or it could be about noticing the way his eyes sparkle when you say his name with love. Today could be about pushing her glasses up on her nose, or it could be about feeling the force of her hug when you are united. Today could be about remembering to leave shoes by the door Or it could be about leaving the door open for questions, laughter, conversation. Today could be about the holes in his socks. Or it could be about making space in the midst of the day's duties to hear his words. Today could be about what place she took in the race. Or it could be about the spot she always saves for that shy, awkward friend. Today could be about the lack of positive check marks, or it could be about the admirable qualities not measured on a school report. Today could be about what he is not doing, not thinking, and not achieving, or it could be about what he does that makes you feel amazed and proud. Today could be about what she's going to make of herself, or it could be about who she already is who she already awesomely is. Today could be about our agenda, our standards, our timelines, or it could be about their efforts, their thoughts, their feelings, their hopes, and their dreams. Today could be about expectations, pressure, and perfection, but then again, there's enough of that outside these walls. Today could be about being human, being that pretty, amazing human who lives inside these walls. And today could be a good day. Tell her so. The end. The end. Oh, I just love what an invitation that is, Rachel. Oh, thank you. I think so often, um, well, I know so often parents get caught up in the moment Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and forget that there's always a choice. It doesn't always yes. feel like there's a choice. Right. But there yes. is. There is. And I think mm-hmm. this step of shifting into love and relationship when they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed mm-hmm. is like we were talking. It's a practice and we need reminders. Mm-hmm. So what well, are you, well, go I ahead. I was just going to say that um, something that's helped me is I, I wrote a presence pledge to myself and basically it's do I make my child feel better in my presence? Do I make her feel more hopeful after spending time with me? Or do, do I walk away thinking, hmm, I might have kind of diminished her light. I, I might have discouraged her. Because I I was very critical um, a couple years ago. I thought that I that was my role. I thought, well, I'm her mom. I need to tell her how she can improve. I need to tell her how to do things. You know, I I was um, 
kind of a micromanager and it dawned on me, um, my daughter Avery played the ukulele at the time. She plays guitar now, but in the middle of practice one day when I was standing over her with a, you know, discouraged face and saying, oh, that, that was just not good. You can do it better. Do it again. Mm-hmm. And she laid her ukulele on her feet, you know, down by her feet, like she was surrendering, basically. And she said, I just want to be good, mama. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, my daughter thinks she's no good because of me. I'm the person who's making her think she's no good. And this is her God-given gift. I mean, she sounds like a little songbird when she sings and she was doing fine. But I, with my criticism and my, you know, my instruction constantly was making her feel like she wasn't good, wasn't good. And so that there, you know, there's been several times. It's a learning process for yeah. me. I didn't, I didn't get it all on the first try, but <laughs> I think but we're I, all we're all breathing a sigh of relief, right? Al? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, but that was one. That was the start. That planted the seed that I was diminishing her spirit. I was not increasing her self esteem or how she felt about her contrib- contribution to the world. I was actually bringing doubt into her mind. And so I think that's something that's important for us to ask ourselves when we are meaning well, you know, we're saying, oh, you know, let me help you get organized or, you know, let me tell you how you should have kicked that ball. It, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to offer that up, um, you know, in a loving way when it's the right time. And it's another thing to say, well, how do you think that went? Mm-hmm. You know. What, how would you solve this problem? Oh, I see you've got a lot of papers there. What do you think we should do about this? You know, a lot of times kids know exactly what they need. They know where they're struggling and they know what they need. Sometimes they don't know how to get there. And then that, that's where we can step in. But let them be the mistake monitor instead of us being the mistake monitor it, it empowers them and it prepares them for life because we're not always going to be by their side cleaning up the mess or preventing the mess and to let them have that independence. And I mean, half the time, my kids teach me better ways than I would have ever thought. Like, oh, I, had, I, had, I didn't think about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. But I often say, how would you do it? If, if I'm struggling or we're having a little bit of a challenge I can sense my daughter is getting frustrated. I say, okay, how would you do it? And step back and let her solve the problem or do, you know, let's say we're baking or something and I'm the, you know, the control freak who doesn't want to get, get things messy. And, and, you know, that, that's all for me, a surrendering. I, I'm learning that the more that I let go and let things unfold naturally, it's better for everybody. It's better for me. It's better for them. And and it's amazing what can result from those acts of surrendering when we don't have to control everything. Yeah, I love I love that you're speaking into this, Rachel, because I often have said, you know, that our kids, they chose us, you know, mm-hmm. they are our teachers. And I think that is a great example of one of the ways that they teach us, I, I yes. too am a bit of a micromanager mm-hmm. and <laughs> the experience of raising my kids and being in relationship with my husband, both have allowed me, because I'm taking the opportunity, right? Allowed mm-hmm. me to really put that in check and and try something different and mm-hmm. be in the practice. And I, I also appreciate your presence pledge around leaving, you know, the interactions that you have with your girls, are they leaving them feeling better and more hopeful? And what I'm not hearing you say is, you know, helicopter, sugar coat, rescue. I'm instead, I'm hearing you say, hey, we have all the same kinds of challenges as everybody else. But the way you come into those places when you can empower, you know, come from a really respectful place, human to human. Yes. How would you solve this problem? That, Mm. like you said, is so empowering and Mm -hmm. it encourages them 
And yeah, we are actually raising future adults. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> we, tend, we tend to forget that. <laughs> yeah. And I think this just came up this morning. Um, we, even if conceptually we realize like, oh, right, skills are developed over time and with practice, we can sometimes tend to believe that, well, I've already taught that skill. So now it, it should be mastered. Like, why am I still asking you to pick up your shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, you know, and it's, and it's something that we want for them, for their future selves. And Mm -hmm. we get to hold the space for the practice field. That's right. Yes. Oh, and I love, I just love that whenever I read your work, um, it always, it seems as though your commitment is really to progress and not perfection. Oh, yes. There is no place for perfection in, in parenting and, and living boldly. I, I, I like to say um, I want to live bravely, boldly, flawed and full of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, got to have the flawed in there because we're going to make mistakes. And and when you make a mistake, it means you're trying. And um, it's just, like I said, that act of surrendering and just letting things be and not one big lesson for me this year has been not expecting a certain outcome um, because I tend to do that. Like, okay, it's going to go this way or I have this goal in mind and then it doesn't happen and I'm very disappointed. And how do I know that it wasn't successful in another way? Um, And so and it all comes back to that um, society gives us measurements of success that really are superficial, but we buy into them. And as an author, it's really hard when everyone's talking numbers at you and, you know, you have to have so many followers on your platform and you mm-hmm. have to sell so many books and, you know, what are what are your numbers on this and that? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I just read a comment from someone who said, I created a loving moment between her son and her this morning, and that is what matters. And so I just constantly tell myself to go back to, have I touched one life? And I do think that, you know, I try to encourage people, if they have a gift, which I think everybody does, I think everyone has a purpose and a, and a unique contribution contribution that they can bring to the world. But we often let society tell us, well, you would fail at that because Mm -hmm. you don't have X, Y, and Z. But I just believe that you have to try and you just have to put your, put one foot in front of the other and try because no one else can bring the same message that you can bring to the world. Beautiful. Thank you for that permission. Because and, and and I mean, I, I I so hear you on that yes. because as a podcaster, you know, yes, it can become you can become obsessed mm-hmm. with numbers for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that speaks to me. Thank good, you. Good, good. You're welcome. So I would love to know, Rachel, what are your daily practices around taking care of yourself, especially you know, right now you're in this book launch and you've mm-hmm. got all these voices in your ears telling you what's what's right, what's up. How do you yes. take care of you? Because and you're also, you know, like a mom and a wife and right. you know, all that other little things. <laughs> yes. Well, I have learned the hard way, not just once, of course. It took me a few times, but I know what happens when I don't take care of myself, when I deprive myself of sleep to get things done, when I um don't exercise. Um, and when I push myself to ridiculous standards, I know what happens. And one of those moments is in the book, um, only love today. It starts out the book actually. Um, and that is, I shattered a casserole dish on the counter in a moment of overwhelm because I was on like just hanging by a thread and I overreacted and lashed out the, the pieces of ceramic flew and really they, they could have hurt me. They could have hurt my child who was um, rinsing off her dish. And 
it was so, I don't know. I, I was so disappointed in myself because this was just like two years ago. This was, I had been practicing my hands-free journey for a couple of years. So I was like, what, what in the world? I, I know better than this, but you know, you, you, you do get lost in, um, trying to get all the things done and, and you, you tend to put yourself at the bottom of the list. And I, I went into Natalie's room that night. It was really hard because I know I scared her so bad and I, and I, I had to go in and tell her I was so sorry. And as I was apologizing, I admitted that I'm not taking, I said, I said, I'm so sorry about how I acted. I'm not taking good care of myself. Like, it was like, I realized it and admitted that at the same time. And she ran over to her, um, books that I would mentioned her grandmother got her all these medical textbooks at a garage sale. And she opens that baby up. Like she'd been waiting for the moment that I would say, I'm not taking care of myself. And she starts listing off, oh, you need more sleep, mom. You are not getting enough sleep. And mom, are you drinking your water? Are you just drinking Coke Zero all day? And mom, you need to get your heart rate up. You you know, walking on the treadmill while you work is not, you know, getting your heart rate up. And so she really wanted to help me. And, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, gosh, Natalie, you're absolutely right. But I also knew I needed to get to the doctor because I'd had this ongoing pain um, that I would just ignore. And turns out I had a huge, like monster-sized kidney stone that could have caused severe damage if I had just kept letting it go. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge wake-up call. The doctor said, you know, if you had had this improperly removed, because I, I actually had a, a doctor that was going to do something crazy the first, so I went to us get a second opinion. And she said, if you had done what that doctor said, you could have lost at least a year of your life. But that's not what I heard. I heard you could have lost your life. Mm-hmm. And I needed to hear that because I knew that burning the candle at both ends might mean I could lose my life. And and I've seen what happens to me when I am distracted and tired. I, I've run a red light before. And and so not just health-wise, but, but mentally, you can make a mistake that could cost you or someone out in the world their life. And imagine having to live with that. So I just, I look at the way people are living and it, and, and, and I'm guilty of it too, but it is so overwhelming, just busy, um, expected to do so much. You have information overload. It's like, we just can't even be alone with our thoughts anymore. And just to have quiet time and where you're not being expected to do something or respond or, um, produce something. It's like, it's just gotten really out of hand, I feel like. And, and so I love, for my daily practice, I have to have do nothing moments where I can just, my do my, my technically they're not do nothing because my feet are moving, but I will walk outside and just relax and look up at the sky. I'll pray, I'll breathe. And I, even if it's 10 minutes, I can come back and feel so much more optimistic and, and just the weight of the world is not on me, but we have to step back and let our brain have a rest Mm -hmm. and just breathe. And we don't do that. We're constantly putting stuff in our face, in our mind. We're doing it to our kids. And so I have built in do nothing moments every single day. Um, I've also been very, very good about going to the doctor. I used to not be good about that. But so the funny thing is I, I've not been walking very well lately. I've had this horrible pain in my foot. Well, I went this week to get my foot checked and (laughs) the doctor says, well, that's the biggest bone spur I've ever (sighs) seen in my life. And I thought, what is it with the 
the kidney stone that was monster size. And now the, I'm like, my overachieving tendencies are out of control. Like I'm even an overachiever with, with the body. It's like ridiculous. So I thought, well, okay. I, 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 I didn't beat myself up over it. I thought, Hey, I'm here. I'm doing something about this. And, and so I, that was the one thing when I, when I wrote that book, I thought, if I can get one person to go to the doctor and just take care of themselves physically, because I can't tell you how many people, when I got out of the hospital from my first surgery um, on my kidney, I shared a little public service announcement. And I can't tell you how many people messaged me and said, you made me finally get an appointment or you, you helped me convince my husband. And I mean, there were some pretty serious things that came about with people who had not been to the doctor. Someone had cancer, um, skin cancer, and they said, thanks to your public service announcement, I'm going to be okay. And Mm. I thought, my gosh, you know, we are, we're sacrificing so much at the price of being productive and being efficient and getting or being just distracted. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I wish all the time I was spending was actually productive. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point. You are so right. Yes. Well, listeners, I hope you're hearing Rachel go to the doctor, go get a checkup. If you haven't been in a while, just head in, just head in to get the, get the full body check. Make it, make it a priority. You, cause I, what I tell when I go and do speaking events, I say, what good are you if you are not here? Like, seriously, what good are you if you are not here? Because if we don't take care of ourselves, nobody's going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Yeah. Well, and on that note, Rachel, (laughs) what does joyful courage mean to you? Well, I spent a lot of years in front of the mirror telling myself that I wasn't good enough to speak out, use my voice, share my gifts. 
I would tell myself, well, you can't go out looking like that. Or what makes you think you have something to share? I, I did that for years. And finally, with a little help from some very powerful prayer time that I started during, the, during my morning self-care, God put place three words on my heart, and that was only love today. And I began to use only love today to combat that inner bully that told me I wasn't good enough, that kept me um, back from living my life, sharing my gifts, using my voice. And I stopped, I actually had to stop using the mirror altogether because the mirror was a trigger for me. And I would put a hat on instead and just say, you know what? I'm going to look cute in a hat. I'm not even going to look at myself. I'm just going to go. And I can't tell you how freeing that was to not be subjecting myself to the mirror, to judgment. And slowly in these, I called them hat days, I would have these hat days where I could laugh and feel joy and I could be silly with my kids and, you know, do, we could go hiking and I didn't worry that I was winded or, you know, how big my bottom was. And I mean, the joy started to creep back in when I stopped judging myself and not enoughing myself. And so, you know, here I am now three books later and a, and a beautiful community called the hands Three revolution with people who are just making wonderful messages with their life by the way they're living it. And they're not doing it perfectly, but they're trying, they're getting out there. And I think how sad that would have been if I let myself stay in that place of not enough. And so that's what joyful courage is, is, is loving yourself as is, not when you lose 10 pounds, not when you get your life straightened out, not when you figure out what your plan is, but loving yourself as is and sharing that love with the people around you, giving that same permission to the people around you, and then just showing up, just showing up. Because if you don't show up, you can guarantee you're going to miss out and you'll probably be missed by somebody. There's somebody who breathes a sigh of relief when you walk in the room. I guarantee it. And by showing up, you allow other people to show up. And it's just a beautiful circular um, approach to, to living. And I say, um, when, we, when we see each other's scars, we love each other more. And the more authentic I am and the more I'm real with my failures, I'm not, those are the ones that go viral. Those are the posts that everyone's like, oh, I love you, Rachel. <laughs> because when we see each other's scars, we love each other more because then we say, oh, it's not just me. Yeah. And look, there's hope. And look, she was here and now she's here and she's still working her way, you know, through mm -hmm. this process, but she's, she's going somewhere and that's what joyful courage is to me. Oh, well, I think I can speak for everybody listening and probably your entire hands-free community by saying we are so happy that you did the work of taking care of that inner bully and yeah. that you share your story around that. Because like yeah. I said, it's it's collective. What's happening in, in the individual is happening in the collective. And that's a great mm. example of that. So mm. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Tell... I'm sure that everyone listening knows where to find you and follow your work, but just in case, sure. can you please share where um, people can find you and find your book? Yes, I would love to. So on my blog, handsfreemama.com, that's H-A-N-D-S-F-R-E-E-M-A-M-A, -E -E -M -M handsfreemama.com, I post a new blog about once a week. And then on Facebook, I have the Hands-Free Revolution, which I post about five days a week. And those are shorter kind of, you know, little little blurbs to set your day in a positive direction. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram 
a hands-free revolution. I, I like to take pictures. So that um, is what you'll find there. But the book, Only Love Today, it can be found at um, Amazon because right now it's the pre-order until March 7th. But with every pre-order, you can get four beautiful hand-lettered reminders um, made by Juicebox Designs. They do all my book covers and they have outdone themselves. There's coloring pages, there's reminder signs, there's a phone lock screen. It's gorgeous. So um, if you go to Hands Free Mama, my website, you'll see the pre-order button. And you can also pre-order from Barnes & Noble right now and get a signed copy. And, and they, it's the same price as the regular book. And my hand has still not recovered from signing <laughs> 1,500 copies. And so I would love it if people would buy those. Um, but yes, that March 7th, Only Love Today comes into the world. But if you pre-order it, you get all these bonus gifts. So I would totally do that. (laughs) Awesome. You heard our listeners do it. Get on there as soon as you're done listening to the podcast. Yay. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's so lovely to be in conversation with you and to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I just appreciate your radiant light in the world. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I am super excited to get that pre-order and all those freebies that Rachel just shared with us for her book. Yay. Um, Yes. So I don't know how many of you, well, I do know how many downloads there were, but I don't know how many of you took advantage of the mini mindfulness summit that was, um, that showed up on the podcast last week. Giovanni Carrasco, Sarah Harvey Yao, Molly Knight Ford. They were my three guests for the mini summit, each sharing a bit of wisdom around creating a meditation practice and leading us through some really amazing guided meditations. So that was actually a subscriber gift. So if you are someone who listens to the podcast through iTunes, through an app, a podcast app on your phone or device, or perhaps Google Play, if you're an Android user, then those episodes, that mini summit showed right up in your device and you can access it. Easy peasy. If you are thinking, what, what, how do I get in on that? Oh, I'm so excited. In the show notes today, I will have two links. One will be the link for iOS device users, meaning like iPhone people, to click on and get to the Joyful Courage podcast page through iTunes and you just click subscribe. And when you click subscribe, everything that shows up on the podcast is automatically sent to your device. You don't have to go on the website. You don't have to wait for me to post about it. It's just already automatically there. And there will also be a link for those of you that use an Android and you just need a podcast app and there's a lot of podcast apps to choose from. They're most, most of them are free. Pick a free one. And again, search for Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast and click subscribe and you get to be a part of the mini summit. It was really fun to put together. Also, 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 I want to invite you in to contributing to my goal of feeding 3,000 people or more. And uh, one way that you can do that is to host your own put together sack lunch parties with your family and friends, which is really fun to do. Or there's a link in the show notes for a Feeding America fundraiser page. And you can give as little as $5, $20, $10, $100, whatever you feel comfortable with. The amazing thing about this organization is that every dollar you donate actually turns into 11 meals. They are super connected with a bunch of food banks and other organizations. So they're able to really stretch the dollars, which I think is amazing. Um, Oh, also, also, I'm wondering if I piqued your interest when I said free coaching. So every month I am going to be doing giveaways. I am so grateful for my community 
I'm so grateful that um, I just, I get to hold space for all of you and that I get to learn and be inspired by all of you and entertained. So each month I'm gonna be doing a giveaway. And this month, this month, the giveaway is free coaching. And what that entails is four 45-minute coach calls. And the way that you can qualify for the giveaway is you pick a podcast episode that is your favorite or one that you like or one that you wanna share and share it on your Facebook page. And make sure that you tag me, Casey O'Rourke, or Joyful Courage, you have to tag us so that it actually turns like purple or blue or whatever. And I see it and then your name goes into the pot for a drawing that I will do on Facebook Live March 1st. Okay, so one person will get to win, but you can enter as many times as you want. And the way that you enter is by sharing a podcast episode and tagging me and or Joyful Courage so that I see it. Yeah, I love parent coaching. I love working one-on-one with parents. I love being in support of you and your practice and making small, subtle shifts in the way that you show up for your kids that makes such a huge difference in your home. So super excited about that. Um, Also, also I wanted to mention for those of you that are local folks, Those of you that are local folks, there is an event coming up and it's sponsored by ParentMap. Dr. Laura Kastner is going to be in Seattle at the Baraki Conference Center in West Seattle. And she's doing an event called um, Tame the Tears, Parenting Positively on Tuesday, February 8th. And in the event, you're going to learn skills to help encourage positive behavior, manage those dreaded tantrums, yours and theirs, teach emotional intelligence, and strengthen the need, the needed bond between child and parent. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for how to get tickets to that. That's super exciting. So I wanted to share that with you as well. There's so much good stuff out there for parents. Yay. All right, my friends, I love you. I appreciate you. Those of you that are new to the podcast, hi, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow me and my work by finding Joyful Courage on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, head on over to my website, www.joyfulcourage.com. You can shoot me an email at casey at joyfulcourage.com or, and join our discussion group on Facebook, Live and Love with Joyful Courage. There's lots of ways to stay connected, to give and offer support, and to celebrate this collective journey of parenting that we are all on. So until we meet again, huge love. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.